This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome, everybody, to the CBC Wisdom Hour, number 191 for Tuesday, January 10th, 2023. I'm Steve Witchell in New Orleans. Tony B, coming to you from New Jersey. What's happening? All right, now i got to turn you up. Oh, man, yeah, everything. 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 everything and everything. Let's hear all about it. Everything's happening. We're going to talk about it in this hour here on right. this uh, Wisdom Hour that we do once a week here. Live, coming to you live on the Facebook page, the Carbon Central Facebook page, the Carbon Central Facebook group, and the Carbon Central YouTube channel. There's a link in the description for the YouTube channel. Please click that link and subscribe. Subscribe. Hit the bell so you, know, you get notified when we go live. You can check out all of our past shows and other goodies on the YouTube channel. Like George, he is watching on YouTube, and he's in yeah. Ch- Chicago. What's up, George? Um, just like George did, you can come on in and say hello too. Tell us where you're from. We'll say hello back and maybe we can get you in on the conversation. If you have something you want to say, question you want to ask or whatever, you know, we, we kind of just let it flow. Don't we Tony? We do Steve. And if you have some extra time and you want to go back and listen to 190 hours of previous <laughs> episodes, feel, feel free to do so. Leo's here. He's a four month subscriber from Mesa, right. Arizona. Way to go, Leo. Appreciate you. I think that's Leo's, I know, I know that name, but I think his avatar is different now than it used to be. Mm. I, I mean, so even just two months flew by, just like that. Six months subscriber. Six months subscriber. Corrected himself. Um, so, yeah, uh, live, all that stuff. Oh, I got to say at the top, too, I got to remember to do this, that we have a website, covervancentral.com, where yeah. you can sign up for a, a profile for you, your band, or both. It is free. Go do that now. Free, free, free. I never put that link in the description. I always forget that. You band are both. Great job, said Gift Blessing. Yes, thanks. We just got started and we're getting accolades. I know. Ready? How about that? Uh, unless mm. potentially, Steve, she just look, finished watching episode 175 on her way to the 190 marathon. You never know. She is a, a gift and a blessing, though. Indeed. As she says. We, we should go back and listen to some early podcasts. That'd be interesting. We did like do that here? No. Yeah, like some clips of like episode 20 or episode 55, you know, like pre-100. We could and, technically and, and, and then do we that. have post, you know, post video era as soon as we, we, we you know, went, went live with video because we had audio podcasts for a long time. Over 100 episodes, I think. 130 maybe? 
I, think I don't know the exact number. I think we've got about 60 or 70 on video, but the previous ones were just audio. That is correct. But we could do that here, I suppose. We could have a, a, a review, have an episode where we re- Have a review. session, review session of review all the session. highlights. Yeah. yeah, review session of all See the highlights. See how, how, how much further we've come since Get, then. Certain you know, guests that wouldn't stop talking the whole time. Flashbacks. Oh, yeah, I don't know who that yeah. is. Um, George, yeah, flashbacks. Um, and Gift Blessing, again, just great job. She's, she's all about it. She's loving um, it. We're doing a great job, Steve. We're encouraged. Edward said he needs a scholarship for my class. And what he's referring to, <laughs> yeah. and I, I, I sent you the email. I don't know if you checked out the link. but I did. I did. You did? Okay, good. So, yeah, I created, I, I got just kind of frustrated last week with all the invites, the event invites that show up in the Cover Band Central group that show up every day, every day, without fail. Every many, day, day, day out, seven days a week. Many, uh, 24 hours even a day. Um, and well, that would be I, I decided, and I don't know how effective this is going to be for people because I think a lot of the people that need this help are not aware that this is being offered, but what I'm doing is a, a, an hour-long live broadcast next Tuesday afternoon, 1 o'clock Central Time. So that would be 2 p.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Pacific. And if you're not in the United States, you can convert that time yourself. Um, and just to show, I'm calling it how to successfully advertise your gigs online. And there's so many different ways. There's so many different options. And you know, Tony, in the old days... We uh, we had to do it the hard way. We had to print fly- design and then print flyers, hang them up around town or at the venue, hand them out, pr- get an email list, and then print uh, and then ship those flyers, mail those flyers or postcards. Hope it got to the right person. Hope that they wrote a, a real address, and you could actually read it. Um, and you know, and then take a chance that they would show up. And that was long process. It was ineffective, mostly costly. And then the internet came along and voila, we have better ways to do it. But pre-internet, Steve, that was some fun times making. It was for sure. Band. I can remember making them from scratch. We'd make themes. You had to have backgrounds. A lot of times you have to cut out letters or get stick on letters or even create them by hand. I used to draw flyers you know, put photos and, and make a, a mock flyer and then, you know, make copies of it. Yes. Fun, but definitely time consuming and costly. Very time consuming. Um, Joe, Jody said, "Why? let's talk about why concerts are so expensive. And then said, so you took my comment down, which clearly I didn't. Um, so I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, we can touch on that in a minute. But um, so, I, so I'm doing this hour long thing to kind of show everybody how to do this, how to navigate social media. It's a great the, thing. The right content to, to post, to come up with, uh, you know, the different avenues that you have and to how to streamline, streamline it, like schedule it ahead of time, get it done, you know, easily and, and quickly and um, consistently. And, and most importantly, Steve, target audience. Target right? audience, sure for sure. The right audience that you're looking for. Exactly. And that's what is a mystery about it when people post their event invites in the group because it's not their target audience. So clearly they're not thinking and they're not putting any sort of strategy behind their advertising efforts. So I'm just putting this 
uh, together for the community, the people who want to learn. I mean, I've I've been on, I've been a computer geek forever and uh, an internet geek really kind of forever. And um, you know, I I know how to market. I've grown Coverman Central page to five hundred and seventy one thousand people now. So I know how to do this, and, and uh, I'm going to show you examples of how people do it, and um, that are successful, and how I've done it in the past, and also mistakes to avoid, and the whole gamut. It's going to be well worth the money that you would need to spend. But the uh, the link is in the description of this video here, so you can click on that link. You can go check out the info there. You only you only have, there's an early bird special for it which ends tomorrow. So if you want to get the 33% off price, you got to do it tonight. Get on it. Got to get on there right now. So it's 10 bucks, 9.99. And it's it's worth way way more than that. The value you're going to get out of this. So go ahead and check that out. We but we're, we're going to talk five, more about this um in the hour, but go ahead. We used to spend five times that amount just in print print the flyers, Steve. So 10 bucks is a bargain, man. Yeah, big time. Um, Jody said, so who did? Uh, you're going to have to be more specific, Jody, because I don't know what you're referring to as far as uh, your uh, comment down. And if you're talking about in the group, I don't know what you're talking about. So you got to you got to give me more info there. Um, yeah. Uh, so George used litho flyers and hung them everywhere in stores on phone poles. <laughs> Anywhere people yeah. would let us hang them and hope they would get to the Illinois Entertainer or the Indiana Rock or... Which were, I guess, the the, the music much like a, or stepping out or East Coast rocker of the right. day. You know, you'd right. advertise your band in the paper, and uh, there was a whole calendar of, of events, right, based on a whole gamut of clubs that were in the rotation that everyone kind of played and went through and supported each other. So it was a very cool time, though, pre-internet. You know, because um, there was competition amongst bands, but bands also. Uh, supported each other and would advertise, co-advertise, you know, and put you on the flyer if they were right. opening or something, you know. Um, and there was only a handful of places to play, at least for original music at the time. Right. So you weren't, like, you know, trying to hit a huge uh, geographical region, we'll say, you know. Right. Um, yeah, and times were different then, you know, and I'm not talking about just because it was pre-internet, but we were younger, and we did different things than we would do today. You know, like we would younger, we would go to the mall and hand out flyers to pretty girls. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that was the thing to do. But now you're not going to do that. I mean, you would might get arrested for that. So, um, Plus, so I, don't e I don't even know if anyone would take a flyer from you. If you were like, hey, here's a flyer. My band's playing tonight. Like, come see this band, you know? Right. You have to have some other kind of gimmick like a ticket stub or something of more value, you know, than just a paper flyer. Right. Um, yeah. So, but I, but so I want to hit the audience of people that are generally our age, uh, maybe 10 years younger too, that knew, knew those days and had to do those things and haven't quite really adapted to the way to do it on the internet. And it's completely different, but the opportunity is way bigger than it was, you know, just hand, randomly handing out flyers to people. Um, so, and I mean, the mailing list thing too, you know, we used to do it with when there was, uh, after there was an internet, there was email addresses and stuff that we would go, like I played in bed called Mad Rabbit and I would bring, I made a nice, I had a clipboard, 
blank piece of paper, logo up top, name, email address. That's all they had to write. And you get, uh, you know, Joe Blow at JoeBlow.Blow. <laughs> and his brother, hey, would you blow me? Right. Um, and But sometimes people legitimately try to write their name and email address, and, and you're like, is that an E or an R? Is that, mm. like, uh, I mean, uh, you're very, and I was the one that had to do it. And I would take these, you know, go through these sheets, put them in a program, a mailing program, one by one, by hand, and, you know, do that. Just try to decipher what people wrote down and then put it in there and then set up the mailer, you know, the mailing list, send out an email and then get so many back this like uh, unresponsive email or, or yep. invalid email address. I'm like, so yeah. then I'd have to go through the list again and delete those that didn't work. Long, very tedious process. And But you could still do something like that, but collect email names online rather than somebody's drunk chicken scratch. Sure. Or like you said, they could sign up for your Facebook page and they could check in and see what the band schedule is, you know, which is just an easy way to do it, too. That's it. Uh, I mean, I'm going to cover all that about pages, about groups, the benefits mm -hmm. of both of those and how to use them, um, how to do event invites, where to share them, how often, you know, how, how long before the show, all these kind of questions that people would ask. Like, I don't know. I don't know where to share my stuff. Well, I'm going to show you how to figure it out. Because there's a way. There's a way, no matter where you live in the world, there's a way to really successfully advertise your gig online and get results, get people there. The people there that you want to be there that are going to spend money at the venue, are going to stick around for most of the show, and are going to come back the next time too. And that's how you build your audience. And you don't have to be the best band. Nobody's the best band. You know? No, and, and repeat customers, you know, word of mouth. Someone comes out and has a great time at a gig. They tell their friends and they spread the word. And before you know it, you know, you have a, a following. And then half the work is behind you, you know, because you still have to advertise. But then when people see it, they're already, oh, I'm already planning on going. And I'm bringing, you know, these five friends of mine. And, you know, it, it also depends on, like, for example, I played a gig over the weekend where it, it was at a, a, a venue that we frequent often. You know, we play probably once a month or every six weeks. Run a rotation there, and customers there who have come and seen the band have become fans of the band. Requested, you know, they wanted to have a, a 60th birthday party there for like 75 people, you know, for two, two different people's birthdays to celebrate, and they wanted the band to play. So, you know, we still advertise the gig, but that was a built-in crowd type of gig where you're already going to have, you know, a room full of people just due to the nature of the party. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. And, it's and a lot of fun. Yeah, and they tell two friends and so on and so on, and that's mm -hmm. that's how that works. It's not, you know, it's pretty simple, really. You just need to do the right things and and follow th those uh, those tips like Tony just gave and and others, many others. Um, so I'm going to ask you, many others is, that can be discovered in your. So let's. I, I mean, I I'm giving a lot of this stuff away for free right now. Just the same the stuff I'm talking about and the stuff we're going to talk about during this hour and having Jeez. Tony here. Yeah, and having Tony here to bounce off of this and his own input with this is, is very beneficial. So if you want to just take notes during this hour, you, you can save yourself the 10 bucks. And um, I'm going to get more in depth, though, with the event 
So I still encourage you to to, to uh, attend that, but you could still get some stuff here. So I'm going to ask you. Yeah, you could just Venmo me like two bucks. And, you know, <laughs> then you get my, you got two bucks worth. Right. So I'm going to ask you, and we'll just play with this. You know, there's no, no real right answer. There's no, uh, this isn't. Um... Stop the drummer. That's not that. It's not that. Okay. But we're still going to um, see uh, what we can do, what we can construct here. So if you, so Tony is not a Facebook guy or a, so I guess you're not really a social media guy at all, right? Not yet. No. No Twitter, no Instagram, no. Nope. Nothing. So he's an outlier. I'm undercover. I'm an outlier. <laughs> so your approach might be different, but I, I want to ask you this question because you're not on social media and, um, and I, I want to make sure I address that with the people that join this thing, even though mostly people are going to be on social media that join this event. But if you right now today, with what you have, what you know, what you do normally, if you were to start a band, that was a, a mission of yours, and you were successful. You got the, you know, the band members together. You got a great name. You got a great logo. What what would be some of the steps you would take aside, like using the internet, whether it's you doing it or somebody else doing it? What what would be the steps you would take to start to kind of build a, an audience and get people to your shows? I would definitely set up a website, okay, right? To promote the band. You could have all all your information there, photos, facts, the upcoming gigs, things of that nature, right? Right. Be good outlet for that. Then I would have a, a Facebook page for the band as well. You know, for another media outlet, <clears throat> I would probably start an Instagram of some sort just to keep relative on what's going on. If I was really serious, I'd probably start a, a YouTube channel, have a bunch of shorts or something like that, where I would pump out a bunch of media, you know, uh, for the band. And then I would just have to make, you know, five or six thousand calls to, to reach out to my followers to let them know when I'm playing. Five or six thousand calls. Yeah, you know, and you know, in lieu of having to do that, it would seem like a lot easier <laughs> just to do the other things we just spoke about, you know. But I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you want to get established, you want to get your name out there, right? You you definitely need a presence online, and I think the most important thing with that presence, Steve, is that you have to maintain it, right? You have to consistently be engaged with it, so that people aren't going on and your last post was, you know, eight months ago, right? As opposed to the people that are, you know, consistently on it day in and day out, and it, it becomes a, a routine. Uh, you, you and I know some musicians that are very good at it, right? That do it online, mm -hmm. um, and it's um, they dedicate a lot of time to it. You know what I mean? They become savvy at some shortcuts of how to accomplish more with less. But it's definitely something that you need to pay attention to every day. Schedule your posts, um, you know, and create the content. So, you know, that's I think. The most important thing but it's also a commitment of time you know it's something you got to be you know you got to have some diligence with and you got to be committed to doing it so that you don't come out swinging and the band's on fire for a month and then people get busy and you fall off the radar for a little while you know right it's like constantly keeping the momentum up you know constantly being out there constantly playing constant being in you know in the circuit and amongst the people that you're going to be with you know playing in the town festivals you know that the local things that are going to attract more people and, and more promoters and different towns and will be advertised as such. And again, word of mouth. I mean, 
you know, but the most important thing is you can have all these avenues and all these mediums of which to advertise. But if you don't have a good product, if the band is not good, it doesn't matter how great your advertising is. You know, you're only going to get so far with that. So I always say, you know, music first, right? Let the band speak for itself. Once you get a gig, like a town gig, and you've never been there before, it's going to have, you know, it's it's a town music show, right? We do them, at least I do them all the time at my band. I have a summer series, a winter series. Mm-hmm. And you go, and it's a town thing where people bring a lawn chair, and they, they, they set up, and they sit down. And you typically get a couple of hundred people at these things because it's a night out. If the weather's good, you know, they bring cocktails, they sit, they hang out. Right. And then all of a sudden, we I, I see these people at gigs like, oh, I'd never heard of your band before. I saw you at this festival, and then we started following you, you know? So a lot of times it's that you're exposed to someone new, but it's also important when they come up and say, "Hey, do you have a chord?" or "How do I follow you guys?" or "How do I get in touch with you?" Okay. You got to have that. You got to have that ready. You can't be like, "Oh, hang on a minute, let me get a pen and I'll write you something down." Okay, all right. I got to slow you down, Tony, because you go way too fast for everybody. Um, uh, Greg's here, but he's late to the party. But Greg, thanks for showing up again. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to kind of get to the basics. I know you riffed on a lot of stuff there that is all valuable information. Peace Um, out. I got to go. I just want to let you know what I was doing. (laughs) That's all valuable information, but it's a lot. It's a lot to take in in just a short spurt of. of, I would say establish the things right. The website, the band name, a Facebook page, just some kind of initial Internet presence. Right. To establish that you have a band, you have something, an entity that you're, you know, you're going to promote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you want to uh, definitely establish yourself online with, if you're going to, you know, do doing online marketing, you need those avenues, you need that website, you need the Facebook page. And I mean, one trick that I would give to people that most people don't do is a Facebook group. And that's kind of a no brainer. And it's, it's probably more effective than the page for you to have a group, because a group will, you'll build a group with people that know you already and that's how you're going to get started with people that you know and uh, that's the thing i'm going to cover during this hour too is an important thing that i've seen consistently through my career um, is having a relationship with the people that come to see you and you were kind of talking about that a little bit but i want to kind of focus on that um as kids when we started in bands, if we wanted, if we had a show, who did we first ask? Our friends. Of course. Hey, I'm playing. We're playing here. Come support us, man. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we did. And family, perhaps, too. Yep. And generally, you have friends that have other friends that aren't your friends. So, oh, yeah, I'm going to come and I'm going to bring Susie. She's, uh, you know. She likes this kind of music and that's how it starts. But you, you need to maintain, uh, you need to build and then cultivate that relationship. If you want to really grow your fan base and get more people to your gigs, because that's how it works. We just said it before, tell two friends, tell two friends, so on, so on. And, but like you said before, you gotta be good. You have to have a good product. You have to definitely hone your craft, but I'm, I'm assuming at this point, you you have a good product, you have a good band, you you have good songs, you have a good show, you, you're getting gigs. You know, I'm starting from that point, and but you're just not promoting yourself properly. You don't know how, you don't know what to do, you don't know where to do it, you don't know how often to do it, and that's what I'm going to show you. And you got to be approachable. You can't be an a hole. 
right? You can't have a big ego and be arrogant. That's a big turnoff for you know a lot of fan base. Yeah. So you, know, you got to be cautious with that as well. Yeah, yeah, and like you mentioned before, with social media, you have to be engaged with it really on a daily basis. It, it mm-hmm. does take some work, but now with you know smartphones the way they are, people have tablets. You can do it anywhere at any time. When you have a smartphone, you can just go and see a comment, like it, respond to it, whatever, in two seconds. It doesn't take much. And that's what, what trips a lot of people up, too, is like, oh, boy, there's so much to do. It's going to take so long. Nope, it doesn't. I have a, a group of 63,000 people and a page with 571,000 people. And I do most of my work in, in a short period of time. I just I just compact it all in, and it's a lot more work than it takes to to promote a band show. I do it in a very short period of time, schedule everything, and then it's done. And then on a daily basis, I check the group once in a while, check the page, check some comments. I don't have to engage with everybody's comments on the page. Um, I'd like it ideally if I had a team where other people were doing that, but I don't necessarily need to. In the group, though. If there's something to be addressed, I will. But if you're running a band, Tony, it doesn't really take that much. You're not going to get 100 posts in a day. You might be lucky if you got 10 in a group. Yeah, sure. It's just management of, of that resource, you know? Right. So I, I know, like, you've kind of... I mean, I think that's what you said your reason was for kind of staying off the, the social media thing was you don't have time. Correct. Right. What I'm saying is it doesn't take time. It doesn't take hardly any time. You could do yeah. it while sitting on the can. Sure. Instead of playing uh, Angry Birds or whatever you play. I don't play any of that stuff. I don't have time. So what do you do on the can? Read the newspaper? I don't. I, I use the can and I move on. <laughs> <laughs> I got other places to conduct business, man. I got, I got to go. No, but really, I don't I don't play any games. I don't know, you know, Candy Crush or... Angry Birds or any of these things, I, you know, if I'm if I'm on my phone, I'm either doing something, I'm learning something, I'm looking something up, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not really, you know, scrolling. Like I'm not on Facebook, so I don't I don't scroll or get engaged in, in that sort of stuff. Right, understood. You know, but this year, Steve, I'm going to start to explore more avenues of social media. Keep okay, you guys, posted on my journey. Cool, I can't like wait. Little, we'll do like a little wisdom hour journal. I can say, hey, this week I'm doing this and. Here's how it's going. I so like it. We'll see what we'll see what the, the future brings. You know. Uh, D Dunkley wants to know what's your band's name, Tony. The OC Five is the name of my band, based uh, out of Warwick, New York. Okay. Um, so, and where can know. where can OC Five be found on the internet? The OC Five Facebook page, OC Five. Mm-hmm. And is there a website? There is not. There is no website. There is no website. The Facebook page is the sole medium of which to promote the band. I see. Interesting. And again, you got to remember, we you know we play two or three times a month, every month, not you know, fifty five sets a week like some people I know. So our, you know, marketing and our demographic is easily reachable, and you know, most of the time when we advertise on the page will right away it might say you know 805 people are interested in this event you know so we get feedback saying you know 
a lot of people are engaged with it. So we have a pretty active page. Uh, the band leader in our band, Guy, he runs the page. So mm -hmm. he, he put, you know, puts the media up and he, he manages all the announcements and all the uh, notifications that go out. And when he puts a notification out, you know, it goes out to everybody, you know, in, in the group, so to speak, on that page. And being that we're only playing a couple times a month, we, you know, we're also on all those venues monthly calendar. So, hey, month of January, you know, there's these 20 bands. We're on that list, you know. Right. Month of February at B Place, you know, we're on that list, you know. So whatever places having bands, they, they advertise as well. So in addition to us, you know, advertising the gigs, the, the venues are also advertising the gigs online, um, you know, with their respective events that they may be promoting. Right. We might be performing at, you know. So that's always a help, too. And it's yeah. also it's also good to get in lockstep with the venue on what they're promoting. Like, for example, the month of December, right? Hey, tree lighting and Christmas party this Friday night, adults only, you know, with OC5. Family tree lighting on Sunday with kids welcome. But, you know, if you want to come party on a Friday night, no kids. You know, we're going to have this rocking Christmas party. And we're kicking off the holiday season. You know, they advertise it as that. We advertise it as the same thing, you know. Right. That's good. Yeah. I, um, that's a definite conversation that comes up a lot in the group about venues uh, promoting the band, promoting the shows mm -hmm. and the frustration when venues don't do that, that bands have. Um, some musicians, some bands feel like it's their responsibility. They're, they're supposed to be doing it. And while I don't necessarily disagree it's your responsibility as a band to promote yourself properly, too. So rather than putting your, your energy towards what they're not doing, put your energy towards what can you do. What and listen, assuming you have a good product, like you said, you have a capable band with good music and, and well-received, you know, you want to – relationships are the most important thing, right? Not mm -hmm. only with the fans and the crowd and your friends and the people that come to see you, but also with the, with the club and venue owners, you know? Those are the most important relationships because, hey – you know, we like, you know, this band and but, you know, the, the the personalities are a little difficult, you know, so they may not book your band as much. You know, this is the reality of it. People want to work with people that they like. So for sure, you know, you want to make friends with venues. And when you do well by the, you know, if you have a good band and you do well by the places, I mean, you know, me personally, I've always had great success with that where, you know, you come to a gig and they're happy to see you and the owner comes over and hugs you when you get there and how you been, how was your holiday, you know, and, and, and you know, you become part of like the, the family, so to speak, you know, with the places that you play, especially if you play them on, you know, uh, in a regular rotation where you see the same people all the time, you know? Yeah. That's why that's, that's important. Having uh, good relationships with people. And like you said, being cool, just be a cool person to everybody, everybody all the time. Yeah, and then somebody that also gets your foot in the door where they call you first when they've got their book out for 2023, you know? Mm -hmm. And they say, hey, wanted to see what dates you guys are available through the end of the year before I start booking all these other bands. Yeah, you, know? you definitely want club owners and managers to want you. Yeah. Want you back. Like, you guys are great. Come back. Now, that's uh, also the exception, not the rule, because you know how it is, too. Trying to book gigs sometimes, you have to call a club owner a dozen times before you can get them on the phone and get some commitments out of them. True, we've true. Been, we've been lucky in, you know, the half a dozen places that we play and we frequent, you know, they contact us when they're getting ready to book and they say, here's what I got available. You know, let us know. This way, if we have to change something around, we can, we can you know, we can make some, some changes before we have a bunch of bands on the roster already, right. you know? 
Yeah, that's good. Um, it doesn't fall under internet marketing, but the venue that you play, and I talk about this in, in other stuff that I've, I've done, but if you play there or you want to play there, you should definitely go there when you're not working and go there yes. if you have time and go there with, with the band or at least one other person. Go sit at the bar, go have a drink, get to know the bartender, um, anybody else that's working in there. Get to know the lay of the land. Like, where's where's the bathroom? If there's a band there, you know, definitely better to go when there's another band there. So you can see what the band is doing, what's working, what's not working, how they have everything set up, who the sound man is. Is it their sound man? Is it the house sound man? There's so many things that you can learn that can benefit you just going and hanging out at the venue. And I, I tell bands that all the time. If there's a place that you want to play, like you, like say you really want to be the biggest band in your area, who is the current biggest band in there in that area? Where do they play? Go there, go see that band and learn what they're doing and copy it. You know, you copy the, the formula anyway, and not, you know, not the, the look or the songs, but, Whatever it is they're doing. But sometimes that is the attraction, Steve, the look and or the songs, right? Because right. sometimes you might follow a band just specifically because of the set list of music they play, you know? Right. As opposed to not that they play it better than everybody else who's doing the same things, you know? Sometimes that's a good separator from the crowd, you know, just to have a different take on things or a different shtick or, you know, uh, look at what bands are doing around you. And if you, you know, if there's 10 cover bands in your local vicinity that you're going to be competing with you certainly don't want to be doing the same songs that they're doing you know you need something to delineate you guys to set you apart to make you different to make people remember you and say wow that was cool i want to see that that band again yeah definitely something unique something that's different there's a there could be some common threads with songs but like you guys oc5 you guys do songs by popular artists but not necessarily the popular song and but still songs that are recognizable that people like, that they can dance to, uh, but they haven't heard it a zillion times. Yeah, that nobody else typically does, right? Like, we'll pull out songs that nobody typically does in our region. So right. I can honestly say we're the only band in our area that does, you know, these six songs, you know? But it's the whole thing, like you said, it's the, it's the personas, it's the relationship, it's the show, it's the set list, it's the fact that we, you know, there's a, a featured drum solo at every show, and it's not just like, you know, a 10 second clip it could be up to as long as i want to make you know you sent me didn't you send me a video or you showed me that the drum yeah, solo i did and, you know and i was and, killer i wish we could put did we play it here no we gotta play it here i don't think so i have little clips we it's could play freaking killer I, it's is it on my phone where did you send it did you text it to me i did i texted it to you so you that see. was a little clip from a show that someone shot on their phone but what happens is you know it's now become like an event at the shows, you know, where people look forward to it. I know I certainly look forward to it, right? Not that anybody else does. But um, it's like expected now. You know, the people, they, they want to see a two or three minute drum solo with, yeah. you know, some entertainment factor to it. You know, There we go. Let's see if I can show your drum solo here. Let's see. Let's see if I can do this. If you can't, I think I, I could. I, want, I, I mean, the only way I can do this is to hold up the phone. Yeah.
That's cool. There you go. Not, not 35 or 40 seconds of, you know, a three-minute solo clip. That's some so, entertaining stuff right there, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate Very it. Very good drums, and then you the stick flipping and the, the all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, you got to put on a show, so that's what it's about, right? Like, you could sit there and, you know, you could do, you know, whatever you want to do, but for our shtick, that's, that's something that we do, you know? There's theatrics. I do a bunch of stick flips, throw a bunch of stuff in the air. You know, it's always a, a challenge if you're going to catch them all or not. So there's a little risk involved. It's like going to the circus, kind of, you know, when you see the it guy looked, You look like you were juggling. Ball, you know, you try to juggle a little bit, keep people entertained, you know. But at the same time, you want to, you know, you can deliver the goods. You can't just be a showman and have crappy chops, you know. You have to deliver a good solo, but you also want, you know. So I'm blessed to have that opportunity on a gig where I'm allowed to have that freedom to stretch, you know, and do whatever I want. And, you know, surprisingly, it's it's very much appreciated and welcomed by the crowds you know they really well, yeah do. they don't just they don't walk away like you know at an arena show and go get go to the bathroom or go get right, right. Drink, you know what i mean they stay engaged for that that bit of time and you know it's it's fun because even when we have a smaller venue like i played um you know that was at tin barn that place holds about 300 people but we played a place over the weekend for the party that held about you know 100 and there was maybe 70 people there and it was tables, and they were, you know, a lot of people seated as well as standing. And it was almost like back at, like, doing a drum clinic, you know, like in a music store when I used to do that. Where it's like you have a captive audience of all people where you know, I was almost like having conversation with them while, you know, doing the solo. Right. It was like this intimate setting. So it's cool. It's fun. It's different. You know, every venue is different, and you tailor your approach to how you're going to solo or play your your port, you know, depending on the place that you're playing at. You need to get the video up online somewhere so yeah. we can show it for real. And It's coming. I have a few things in the works, so I'll, in the coming weeks I'll let you know what's going on. All right. You don't have to do it all at once. Just do no, no. one thing at uh, yeah, a time. Get, I got you. I know. Get it up there. Yep. Just send it in an email, and I'll do it for you. <laughs> okay, fair enough. You got it. Um, yeah, and that's what I'm talking about. That's that's another thing I'm going to talk about during this hour, too, and if, if I didn't... Uh, if you're just joining us, um, next Tuesday, I'm going to do an hour, uh, sort of a webinar to teach people how to uh, successfully advertise their gigs online. And there's a link in the description of this live video we're doing right now. So you can click on that link and check out more info there. Get the early bird price. Today is the last day to do that. And it's 33% off. It's still really cheap either way. But go ahead and get it. So one of the things that I'm going to talk about, too, during that, too, Tony, is content. And you touched on it earlier, but we just showed your drum solo, and that is content. And that's what you need to draw up uh, excitement, interest about your band online, and then subsequently get them to your shows. So having a clip like that, you know, was it 50 seconds, something like that? Yeah, something quick you can just throw up, you know, less than a minute. You can make that um, a video. You can make it a reel. You can put it on TikTok. Yeah. You can put reels on TikTok, on Instagram, on Facebook, on YouTube as shorts. They're called shorts on YouTube. They're called reels on Facebook and Instagram. And on TikTok, they're just TikTok, whatever. Um, but either way, it's what it is. It's a short video clip. And that is what's getting the most engagement right now on online is those kind of videos. It's, you know, short and sweet. Gets the point across quickly, whatever it is, mm -hmm. but it is highly effective. So I'm going to talk about that during this hour about content creation, about what kind of content should you make and then where do you put it and how do you, how do you incorporate that into getting people to your shows? 
Yeah, and people's attention spans are not, like you said, you know, geared for some, watching something that's going to be 10 minutes long, right? They want to watch something and move on to the next thing. So that you want to get in quick, hit them with something really cool, and then jump out. Right, and leave them, leave them wanting more. And that's been kind of a credo for a long time in show business. You want to leave them wanting more. Yeah, always. So that they go and buy your T-shirt and buy your CD or whatever it is that whatever else you have to offer. Like with anything, you see the trailer for the movie or the trailer for the series, you know, and then it gives you a little tease of what's what it's all about. I got to make that like you you said something about before uh, going back and watching previous or listening to previous shows. But I I really need to go through and make like maybe a best of or just a a short video of. (laughs) Yeah, there's only 200 hours to sift through. I know that's the thing. It's like wouldn't be all that difficult. Right. I mean. Yeah, I mean, uh, I can I can remember some really good episodes early on. You know, we just we were doing a radio show. We had some really good conversation, just with just the two of us. You know, there's no engagement from anybody, but we had some great, some great stupid wisdom stuff. Yeah, you get um, to go back and, and enjoy some of that. You know, I wish I don't have that kind of time. I just don't that's what I'm saying. I don't know who does. You know, but that would be you know, Charlie, put that on the list. I got some guys. Maybe we can get them working on it. All right, you know, we got them working time, on it. You know? Sifting through the sifting yeah, through the archives. 190 right? hours of uh, yeah stuff. Episode like, 17, 36. You know, 52 maybe. Those those ring a bell. Mm-hmm. Early days. Someday, maybe when I'm old, I'm in a nursing home. Hopefully, I'm never, never. No, this year, home. once Cover Band Central starts to become, you know, the the global entity that it's meant to be, then it's supposed to be. Then we can you can hire we can hire you know staff. We can have staff to do that. Just say, Johnny, your job this month is to put together a best of show. Let me know when you have some content. I like it. I think that's the vision. Yes, I think. And we just right. need to find Johnny and get him to do it. Yes. All right. So, anybody else just joining us? Come on in and say hello. Tell us where you're from. And we will say hello back. People are just kind of hanging yeah. out, listening, watching. Anybody in the audience wants to go back and listen to 200 episodes and, and submit some stuff, we'll definitely give you credit. We'll talk yeah, about it. We'll absolutely. Buy, how about this, Steve? If anybody in the audience would like to go through, sift through the episodes and submit their best of ideas, we will have them on the show. Yeah. And we will talk about the making of the best of wisdom. And we'll promote whatever you want. And we'll promote your band. Whatever it is. It's not a need. contest. Just if you're interested – Email me or Steve at his uh, thing over there. Steve, you know, down here, I think, somewhere, right? Um, it's I, I have to organize this better, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, there we go. Oh, it's down here. There we go. Right across the bottom there. Yeah, that's email my email. Me or Steve at carbandcentral.com. Right. If you're interested, let us know. Right? We'll hook you up. We'll have you on the show. It'll be great. Yes. And don't forget, during this hour, you can give stars. You can give stars, stars are a digital gift that you can give during a live broad, broadcast or watching a replay. Give stars if you like what we do. If you don't like like what we do, give a lot more stars and we'll stop. We need theme song for Get Stars. We got to work on that. Get stars. Well, it would be get, get, like Give Blood by you now Pete Townsend. Didn't we have this conversation already? But yeah, Get I, Stars. I, I, yeah, that's pretty good. But I would do the. I would do the the stars the uh, what was it with the oh can you see that stars no the stars that was uh, Dio and it was the answer the metal community's answer to we are the world they did a 
song called We're Stars. It was called Stars, but the chorus just was We're Stars. Jeff Tate. Uh, We're Stars! Dio! You don't remember that? No. Hmm. Okay, somebody else does remember that, I'm sure. There was the We Are the World thing, and it was all like pop stars, you know. Mike, and We Are Stars? Michael, Michael Jackson, yeah, uh, Lionel Richie. I remember the We Are the World, clearly, but I don't remember the metal version of the stars. But then, yeah, the metal community was like, hey, how come we didn't get included in this? So they came up with their own song and their own similar video with metal people. Kevin Dubrow from Quiet Riot was there. Yeah. Um, and the song was called Stars, and that was and Dio, and it was the chorus was We're Stars. We'll have to look that up. I'm telling you, it was there. What's up, Dakin? Steve Dakin. No, not that I don't believe you. I definitely, you know, I'm not doubting you. I'm just saying I'm not familiar. I can't believe you missed that. I can't believe it either. It was a big deal because because uh, so. We Are the World was huge. Yeah. Um, Stevie Wonder, right? We Are the World. Yeah, yeah. Um, trying to think. I gotta look this up now. Let's look it up together. We're stars. Let's look it up, Steve. We got a couple minutes here, right? Yeah, we got fifteen minutes. We can look. We can spend a minute looking up. We are stars. I'm gonna share it. Let's see. He's gonna bring it up right now. Um, so all you people listening out there, we're gonna. Steve's gonna bring it up this week and educate us all on some. Okay. Classic metal history. Yeah, I'm going to share my entire screen, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. All right, there you go. That's a good look, huh? That's cool, man. It's like a, one of those picture-within-a-picture picture, endless mirrors. Like it. Uh, I'm trying to think of the name of the group. It was... Because uh, USA we are, for... We are stars, man. USA for Africa was We Are the World, so... Yep, yep. We are stars... Uh, let's say Dio. Hearing aid, that was it. <laughs> Hearing aid? Is that what Hear it? and aid. <laughs> That's great. I'm not going to play the video, but I want to... you need a hearing aid after listening to it because the metal anthem is blowing your eardrums out. We're stars. That's not... And there you it go. It's a little slow. You can't find it on YouTube? You can't just pop sure. it up and be like, here we go? I, 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 I can, but I don't want to play the video. All right. All right. So, so it was a charity it. record recorded by a large ensemble of 40 heavy metal musicians and released in 1986. The project was organized by Ronnie James Dio, Jimmy Bain, and Vivian Campbell, all from yeah. Dio's band. Uh, 40 musicians. So let's see who the musicians were. Let's see if it tells us that somewhere. Track listing. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Lead vocals. Eric Bloom from Blue Oyster Cult, Ronnie Dio, Don Dockin, Kevin DeGrow, Rob Halford, Dave Menachetti from uh, Y&T, Paul Shortino from Rough Cut, who was a killer vocalist, and Jeff Tate from Queensryche. Yeah. Backing vocals. Look at this. Tommy Aldridge, Dave wow. Halford, Carmen, Carmen Apice, or is it Carmine Apice? Isn't it Carmine Apice and Vinny Apice? Well, they're brothers, so. I know they're brothers, but they both say it differently. I guess. I'm, I didn't pay any strict attention to it. Frankie Benali, rest in peace from Quiet Riot. Mick Brown from Dawkins. Carlos Cavazzo from Quiet Riot. Yeah. 
Brad Gillis, Wasp, Blackie Lawless, Chris Holmes, George Lynch, Mick Morris, Motley Crue, sang backup vocals. There you go. Vince Neal, backup vocals. Home Metal Entourage. Yeah, Rudy Sarzo, Neil Sean. And, yeah, it has, this is cool. It has the solos, too. Craig nice. Goldie from Jafria. Fourth solo, fifth solo, sixth solo. There were six solos in the song. <laughs> <laughs> well, sure, they had to go around the horn, man, you know? Oh, A lot of metal to showcase here. Rhythm guitar by the Maiden Boys. It's great. All right, there you go. Little uh, Good stuff with your kaleidoscope screensaver you got going right there. There we go. Yeah. That was the only way to do it. Hear an aid. Hear an aid, yes. Not to be confused with cool and yes. aid. You knew it was. Yes. Yeah, that was cool. So uh, if you're interested in some nostalgic music from the 80s, go check mm-hmm. that out. We're stars. Um, so I didn't even talk about my week from last week. Yeah, Steve, let's let's close the show with your what's what your we past endeavors. What what happened this past week? What'd you do? Nothing exciting. Just hung out? <laughs> Did nothing really? Played no, 50, I played my usual fifty or sixty sets and then, you know, the rest is just, you know, ho hum. Yeah, uh, well, not 50 or 60. I did my usual Friday night, Saturday day and night, Sunday day and night. So 30, 32 um, sets. 20, uh, how many sets is it? 10, uh, 16, 20, 20, 32 sets. 32 sets of music. Come on down. What's up, Mike? Here. Hey, There's Mike point. Schulte. It's happening, brother. Happy New Year to you, Mike. Mike is Happy plugging New away. Happy New Year. If anybody, he, I'm going to show some examples of Mike's work, too, in this hour thing that I'm doing. Yeah. Because um, Pork Tornadoes, he's just, you know, we've known Mike for years now, and he's just really grabbed it by the horns and learned how to do this stuff on, in a rapid way and most effective way. And his band is just killing it, man. Pork Tornadoes. Check him out online. Yeah, um, he definitely has the advertising thing down. Oh, he's really good at it. You know, it's and he does his podcast to Confuse Breakfast. Check that out. Mike Schulte's podcast. It's about uh, movies, mostly uh, 80s movies. They talk about stuff. I haven't listened Not to Not to be confused while, with yeah. breakfast items. Right. Check out so I would think for... Confused Breakfast might be like, I want a toast, but now I have, have bacon instead, or I wanted eggs poached, not over easy, and they came out scrambled, like some breakfast confusion. Yeah, I don't know the origin it, of... It may of... not happen at home, but it might happen when you order out. I don't know the origin of that name for that show. I'm, I suppose if I listened to it, I would know that. Sorry, Mike. I love... I, I did listen to some episode at some point. But I haven't listened to it in a while, but I, I should. It's because they're, they're really good. It's a great idea. Um, so, yeah, my weekend, uh, normal uh, Friday night, Saturday day, night, Sunday day, night. Um, I go through, you know, kind of a roller coaster sometimes, too, during that, that weekend where I'm feeling just uh, I'm dragging um, or then, you know, I got a lot of energy. Sunday, generally, I have more energy because I know it's the last day. <laughs> Um, and it's easier to kind of get through, but I, I guess I did want to mention since, since we do have a little bit of time, I had a, 
My friend passed away on Thursday. Uh, his name was Rich Carney, and he was a singer in my fir very first band um, when I was a kid. I knew him. Um, I met him. I'll tell that, that story here. Um, I was playing in 1983 is when I got my first bass, so nearly 40 years ago. It was February of 1983. Nearly 40 years ago. So next month, it'll be 40 years for me. Wow. Um, and I got on it right away. I took lessons. I took music theory in school. And I started jamming with my buddies, a couple of these dudes uh, right down the street from me. And we didn't know what we were doing, but we were just jamming. Didn't matter. But I was learning quickly. And then within a couple months, I felt like I'm ready to join a band. <laughs> I'm a bass player. I knew E, A, and G. I'm ready to join a band. Um, and I went on this audition, and it was playing covers. And I, the only song I really remember from it is Hit Me With Your Best Shot. But I, it was the songs of the day. It was still like Journey and mm -hmm. whatever. Not really Bon Jovi, but what, I, I don't really, I don't remember any of it. Um but I went to this audition and they were also also auditioning a singer at the time. And it was this guy, Rich. And, I, you know, the, for me, the audition, I thought it went well. I, I came in as prepared as I could be as a two-month <laughs> bass player. Dude, um, killing it, man. And, Next um, kid will call you. <laughs> and Rich came in and he really wasn't a very good singer. But he came in and he just like sold the part of the lead singer, like the Steven Tyler, Vince Neil, D Snyder front man kind of thing with the mic stand with the scarves and, and, and he had a lot of energy and stuff. And, um, so, you know, ended that audition. I exchanged numbers with him. This was back before internet kids and cell phones, um, 1983. And, uh, so I got a call from the band after it and said, they said, we really like you. We'd like you to be in the band. I was like, okay, cool. You're going to get rich too. And they were like, no, we're not, we don't want him. <laughs> so I got off the phone and I thought about it for a while. And then I called rich and I said, Hey, um, you know, it was great meeting you. I had a lot of fun. And I said, the band called me and they want me, but they don't want you. And he's like, uh, oh, well, it's all right. And I said, but I want to work with you. So I said no to the band, and I uh, no to the band and yes to Rich. The yes to Rich. Yeah, I, I became friends with Rich, and we put we ended up putting. I was like, I know this guy, this drummer, and and he was just the kid I was jamming with in in the street. Uh, or he actually lived in Whippany when I, I lived in in Cedar Knowles. He lived and I lived in Lake Hiawatha, but he used to come because he was friends with this kid down the street, so he used to come to town. And uh, we put together our, our first band and uh, we were just kind of goofing around and we never played. And this happened very quickly. And then we actually put together another band in Montville, New Jersey, where Rich was from. And I played my first gigs with him. The first gig was a, a, a community center. It was Mont Montville Community Center. And the second one was a party a New Year's Eve party, and the third one was Montville High School. Um, I remember those gigs so well. That was your first gig ever that you played? My first gig ever was Montville Community Center. I was wow. 
maybe 16 at the time. Um, I have pictures from it still. Or no, I don't have pictures from the, there. I have pictures from the high school. It was the, I can't tell that story now, but I'll tell that story someday. That the, my first gig at the Montville High School. I may have told you this story before, but it was it was tragic. It was <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Rich passed away. He he had uh, some health concerns, a lot of them over the last few years, and we had become we were best friends as kids, and and I went through a lot of my. Uh, teenage years, hanging out with him and growing up and, you know, meeting the first girl and all that stuff. So at first I heard he passed away and I'm like, I'm not surprised. But then it kind of sunk in. I was like, oh man, you know, he was, he's my age, you know, and I'm still kind of make trying to make my way through life. And he's, that's it. His is over. Yeah. Life goes by fast, man. You know, we, everyone says it, but you really got to cherish the moment and enjoy the people that you're around and the people you get to play with and not take it for granted, you know, cause nothing lasts forever. And, you know, you have great runs at things and seasons of, of success and, you know, you get to enjoy people and then, you know, people fall ill, people pass away, tragic things happen, people move on, you know, and life changes. So it's a constantly ever ebb and flow of life, as they say. You know, we got to be present to enjoy or, you know, the moments that we're in now, because like you said, you don't know when your time's going to be up. You don't know. And you definitely want to appreciate every moment and be grateful for everything that you do and experience and all the people in your life for sure. Um, So um, rest in peace, my friend. And uh, thanks for all the good times. We did have a lot of good times. We went to a lot of concerts together, too. And uh, I'll always remember that stuff. Yeah, and all the more reason, Steve, to take risks and, you know, if you're thinking about starting that band and you're not sure if you're good enough and you're afraid a little bit and you have some some kind of hesitation, you know, just go for it, right? You got nothing to lose, right? Life's too short. Yes. You know, go for it. Just, you know, you have a, a dream or an idea to do something, just do it. Don't, don't care about people's opinions and, and feedback and, you know, just forge your own path and, and be happy. Yes, live your best life now. Yes, for sure. Indeed, and that would include going to. Uh, uh, <laughs> indeed, it would. Oh man, I should have planned that better. <laughs> going to coverbandsession yeah. and signing up for a profile for you, your band, or both. It's free. Go check that out. If you want to communicate with us, Steve at coverbandcentral.com, you can reach me or Tony about anything. And once again, next Tuesday, uh, January seventeenth, one o'clock Central Time, I'll be hosting this webinar for. Uh, an hour teaching you how to properly advertise your gigs online. And uh, there's a link in the description here. Check out that link and sign up. Get yourself a ticket. Reserve for yourself a spot. Next Tuesday, Tony, we have a special guest. Really? We do. We have Mr. Paul Riario. He's uh, an old yeah. friend of mine. <laughs> um, guitar player. And he works he for good? Guitar World magazine. He's one of the best guitar players you'll ever hear. Um, and he's one of the nicest people you'll ever meet. And I'm really excited to have Paul here next week. Um, hopefully he said he would do it. So hopefully we're going to have him here next week. That's, that's the plan. So tune in next week at, uh, eight o'clock Eastern time, PM Eastern time on Tuesday, January 17th for that interview with Paul. And that'll be the same day as I do my webinar thing. So we'll be able to talk about that, but. Lots of other stuff. So until next week, guys and gals, be good to each other. Be good to yourselves.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 